Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Gene Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Richardson. This is where we talk about all things songwriting, from lyrics to melodies and everything in between. My only hope is that after listening to this podcast that you would feel inspired to go out and write your own songs and flex that creativity that you have, because I know it's there. I'm so glad you're here. back with another episode. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, Today's guest is so fun to be around. He's super hilarious. He's such a great songwriter. He's a really great friend. He's really passionate about like just things that matter like social justice and stuff like that. And he really loves the Lord. So please welcome Howard Dodd. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm glad that you were able to come on. So Howard is a friend from Treveca. Um, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you? Okay. Uh, My name's Howard. I met Megan in the songwriting class. What was it? Intro to songwriting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm a junior question mark uh, at Treveca, where we both attend. And... Yeah, I met her in songwriting class, and I was like, "There's something very like unique about this girl," mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I liked your vibe like from the get go. I was like, "You're very oh. you're very artistic." I could see. Thank so you. <laughs> from then we became good friends, and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but more about me. I grew up here in Nashville, um, moved in a big circle from like North uh, North Carolina. Well, South Carolina to North Carolina, then back to here. So uh, a lot of movement, <laughs> a lot of lack of stability. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I use songwriting to kind of cope with those types of feelings and stuff like that. And that's how I started songwriting. And now I have like 50 plus songs under my belt. Nice. Probably more than 50, but like uh, it's hard to count because you have so many notebooks and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love to produce. I love to uh, create moments more than just songs, but like just mm-hmm. create entire like storylines within, I guess, music. So that's a little bit about me. Love that. Yeah. So how long have you been songwriting? Uh, I would have to say since like 2009. So that's been about Mm, I'm not good at math, but about 10, 10-ish years or 11-ish years. 11, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been writing songs for a long time. I started out as, uh, I was going to do like, oh, little gospel-ish types of songs. And um, it just flourished from there. And, you know, I realized that a lot of the songs I started with were tied to like me talking to me. Mm. Uh, like me processing my emotions. So mm-hmm. uh, songwriting, you know how some people during their adolescent years kind of have like, you know, journals or they turn to art. I turn to like songwriting and producing. So yeah, I've been mm-hmm. at it for a long time. Wow. So what, I know you said like kind of gospelish, but what would you say is like your style or, or your genre? Uh, now I think my style is all over the place. Okay. <laughs> like I can, I can um, 
do everything from gospel CCM to uh, show tunes and rap, R&B, soul. <laughs> like, it's all over the border. I've done folk songs, like um, country songs. Like, <laughs> so it's just, honestly, like, I just like to diversify. Like, right now, I feel like uh, my style of music is kind of eclectic. Okay. Uh, so, like, I just... Uh, it's all over the board. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. Nice. Yeah, so a very diverse writer. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you like to write about? What's your favorite topics? I feel like I like, I really like, uh, especially now, uh, capturing stories and capturing mm-hmm. like maybe hard topics, uh, giving voice to things. I feel like... Um, my philosophy when it comes to songwriting is like what comes from the heart will go to the heart. Mm-hmm. So really diving into like hard issues or really like thinking about something in an unconventional way from like a different perspective or um, using a story as a type and a shadow for what goes on in real life. Uh, I do stories and songs like that. So, okay. um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah storytelling and all of that I think it's just so special like it's a special thing that songwriters have Mm -hmm. like not just telling our own personal stories but like other stories and kind of like making it our own I think it's really great most definitely I think that like story uh songwriters kind of have the same thing that actors do where they can step into a character Mm, and really figure out like the motivations of said character and all of the things and really create this world uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, three minutes and 40 something seconds. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> like, so I think it's very interesting. Um, and I feel like some of my, the songs I'm most proud of have come from that space of like really being able to dive into mm-hmm. what is this character trying to communicate? What is this character trying to say? Yeah. So the character, yeah, characterization or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about your creative process. How do you approach writing a song? I feel like a lot of songwriters are two types of people. Um, They're like, there's people that get words and then there's people that get melodies. I'm more of a melodic guy. Yeah. Um, I'll just, you know, be going around my day and I have my phone with me everywhere and my voice recordings. (laughs) Like I just, if I get something, I I stop what I'm doing right there and I just record it. And then I go back and I play it on my piano and then I flush it out. And then I do producing. I think that, uh, a lot of times I bring my songs into, I start producing my songs as I make the song, mm-hmm. uh, which I think it may be a little unconventional from what others other people do, but um, it really helps my songwriting process because it just begins, it's crazy to see how a song just evolves mm. uh, as you continue to create it. And you're like, oh, I really like that sound. And even though that wasn't, you know, the original idea, like, I'm like, oh, let's go down this route. So... I think my, yeah, I'm definitely a aural okay. songwriter. Okay. Yeah. So do you produce, and I'm, we're going to get into that later, but do mm-hmm. you find that like you're writing more from like your software, like your DAW or from like an instrument? I feel like um, I usually write from my instrument, which is mainly piano. Okay. Um, but it's been really interesting because uh up until today, I haven't been able to get uh, to a piano. 
so really like having that constriction really i guess kind of made me want to create even more yeah uh, because I was like, wow, like I have all these ideas and I can't wait to get on the piano because it's about to be on. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I usually, it usually starts off with a voice recording and then I try to see if I can replicate that on the piano. Okay. And then from the piano, I plug it into the software or I get some words there and then I plug it into the software and it just goes from there. It just continues to evolve. Nice. Okay. So what's your favorite aspect of songwriting? I think the life have uh, my favorite aspect of songwriting is uh, creating life in a song. And what I mean by that is like when you make a song, it's like a baby mm-hmm. or like, and as you continue to make it, it continues to develop. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's teenage and it has like, you know, adolescent and it's kind of like rebellious and it doesn't <laughs> want to really do what you want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love like, I just love how, a song has its own life and their own will. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just like bend with that and be like, okay, well, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't what I was originally t- intending for, but mm-hmm. like, let's go down this route. And it just completely flourishes and, and does something that you can't even, you didn't even imagine it could do. So I think I love that. Just the continual evolving yeah. of making a song. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. I love just seeing how a song goes from like, basically point A to point B. So from like the first idea to like a full blown lyric melody, you know, instrumentation. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so great. Most definitely. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Except when it's annoying. Uh, Yeah. Except when Mm -hmm. it's annoying and you're like, I wanted it to be this one thing. And then it ends up being (laughs) this, uh, you know, a thousand different things. Yeah. Uh, Another reason I love producing uh, songs when it comes to that is because I can go back and look at how different, the song like has changed over yeah over the uh course of creating it because like i went back uh last night and i was looking at some of the songs like or some of the demos i put out for a song that wasn't really completed and by the time that it's now like i was like wow this is so different Mm -hmm. and to be able to hear that like contrast is just it's amazing it's really cool (laughs) uh so yeah Yeah, that's awesome um so we're gonna go into our lyric of the week segment and this is where i will pull a lyric from one of your songs and have you explain it so here we go um the song that i pulled is from your song called true colors and that was on instagram that you posted oh yeah i really like that song Mm -hmm. so um the lyric i have is uh from one of the verses and it goes your catchphrase is make this land great again. But was it great for the slave or the Native American when their cries for injustice were met with indifference? You showed them your true colors, true colors. So that was pretty deep. Oh, yeah. That was a little political too. So go ahead and explain oh, yeah. where that came from. <laughs> I, okay, so this uh, song was really birthed out of the frustration <laughs> and really like um, frustration and hurt and pain and angst and all this stuff that came mm-hmm. up uh, from uh, the Ger- George, uh, I'm going to say George <laughs> Foreman, not George <laughs> Foreman, Lord. Um, George Floyd. Oh my gosh. I'm, yes, George yeah. Floyd, not George <laughs> Foreman. And uh, Ar- Aubrey Ahmad. Ahmad. Yeah, Ahmad yeah. Aubrey and, and uh, Breonna Taylor. Yeah. 
in all of those cases um, and this this point in quarantine where we could all that we could do was watch. Um, and I really just got really, I guess, frustrated. And it came up in this song, like, I guess that's how I was processing all of these emotions mm-hmm. because um, uh, a lot of people like callously say, hey, you know, we're going to make this, Mer- you know, America great yeah. again. And like, when you think about it, um, you don't really think about all the perspectives uh, of America, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that especially that verse where it talks about like what perspective are you coming mm-hmm. from this for? Because some, some groups in America have never experienced this said greatness. Mm-hmm. So um, the song was supposed to be like a very like kind of in your face confrontational, which it is. Um, and it's like definitely a little harsher than a lot of my mm-hmm. other songs, but um, I think it's truthful uh, and to really just like show a mirror of like, Hey, this is what you say, and this is what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so wow. I think it's also a a play on um, the national anthem because there's like a second verse that's kind of racist mm-hmm. uh, that no one really <laughs> talks about. And so I I thought about that too because it was talk uh, in that second verse it talks about the slave and the Native American, uh, and those things are kind of you know conveniently left yeah. off of the uh you know what we do when we sing the mm-hmm. national anthem so i think like bringing that up it's kind of like showing america their dirty laundry like hey <laughs> you know there's a lot of stuff that right? y'all done it's not yep, that great yep. <laughs> yeah wow but yeah i i think that i honestly i i think that song was so significant to me because that kind of marked the uh i guess deconstruction mm-hmm. of uh, my, I guess my American beliefs mm. or like the deconstruction of the American dream in my eyes mm. and really being able to see and cope with reality and just like I don't know it I think that kind of was the turning point for me uh, personally as well to be like huh let me really look look back at the roots of uh, these beliefs that I've been taught and let me really think about it so like yeah wow yeah and Mm -hmm. a lot of that did come out in your lyrics and I think that's why they resonated with so many people because it was just very like real and honest and kind of like an uncovering Mm -hmm. of like what America really is like you know so yeah yeah, that's great Um, So now we're going to move on to our topic of the day. And today's topic is writing for production. And like you said, you are a producer as well. And that's why um, I picked this topic for you. Um, So tell me, how do you like write for production? How is that different from just like writing an average song on an average day? You know, I feel like writing for production is kind of like, instead of just, cont- you know, writing a song, like actually creating mm-hmm. a moment. Um, because there's so there's so many options that you can go with when you write for production or when you, um, you know, use pair songwriting with production skills. Like you can create a whole new layer to your story. Um, I think that, I don't know, it's just very, for me, it's very, um, it's my creative process to kind of, produce as I write because it helps me really get the 
ideas that I have in the ether out and like, you know, really see them on paper or see them in this, uh, in a software. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it's just really important. And it's, I think it's different too, because, um, when it comes to a lot of songs that are, you know, um, words based, which, you know, writing for production isn't, you mm -hmm. know, not, it's not singularly like not words mm -hmm. based, but, um, you're able to do what I like to call text painting, where you can convey the, you can convey the words uh, through the music as well, or you can convey the feeling of the words through the music as well. So like, um, I think that's just, I don't know. I think I'll just go back to saying like, it is creating a moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so like, what does that look like? Like creating a moment versus just like creating a song? Like, do you kind of have a different mindset mm -hmm. when you're, when you're doing that or? Yeah, I think so. Because like when it comes to producing, you have so many tools at your disposal. Like you can do something with the reverb and in the moment you can like cut the reverb off and it gives you the feeling of being breathless uh, or yeah, you can, yeah. you know, play with different uh, frequencies and stuff like that. Like when I did uh, a Halloween song, mm -hmm. I started to really, uh, <laughs> I started to really uh, experiment with like low frequencies that you can't even hear, but you can feel. So like, okay. I think that there's so many things that you can like, you know, play with and mess with to kind of uh, convey the song in ways that might not even impact your, your conscious mind, but your subconscious, so. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I remember that Halloween song. It was very spooky. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. <laughs> awesome. Um, so does that affect like your melodies more or your lyrics more? Just having that extra layer of like creativity. I think it actually I think it does both because uh for me I'm more of a melody guy. So I get a melody and then I kind of have to form a chord progression around that melody. Uh, but when I'm, when I'm doing it in the, in a program, whether it be, you know, a doll or something like that, mm -hmm. um, it really does. And I guess influence the, uh, the lyrics as well, because you're like, okay, well, this is what I have to work with. Um, and like rhythmically would that work, uh, you know, chord wise or melodic wise without work? Cause you can like mm -hmm. hear it. Yeah. Um, and I love doing things where I can kind of like do a melody and then kind of create the entire song from there okay. and then like have a blank canvas to like put words in. Uh, and I think that it really helps me have a structure mm -hmm. uh, because I'm like, you know, I have, you know, four bars before I go into the chorus and yeah. I got to make it work rhythmically within those four bars. Uh, so Mm -hmm. I, it gives me extra structure too, so I don't, you know. Uh, what did Doctor McLean say? Like shoehorn. Uh, oh yeah, shoehorn it. Words yep. in there. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that. I think it really helps um, you stay. Uh, I guess keep the integrity of the song when it comes to like the meter and mm -hmm. the um, melody and stuff like that. So okay. So, like, do your songs come out differently from when, if you write directly into the DAW and then, like, 
do the lyrics afterwards versus writing the lyrics first on your instrument and then bring it to your DAW to kind of like make it more alive? Do they look different or are they kind of the same result? I think they do look different. It depends on, because uh, if I come to um, a DAW with my song already written, mm-hmm. I can then uh, add a new layer of creativity. Like, what do I want to do with these background noises? Do I want to, you know, I can do anything from make it sound like I'm in a restaurant to like, whatever. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think it, we do have different uh, outcomes because mm-hmm. there's definitely like, when you're writing the song as like, and creating it on the way, uh, I don't want to say it's less, but like, I don't know. It's definitely different from when you come with a song already prepared and then from there you're able to add on or be more creative, mm-hmm. freeze you up more creatively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, great. I, I love that. Yeah. I know like this summer during like quarantine, um, I started like messing around with like producing. So I definitely get what you're saying, how like it's mm-hmm. it's different. You know, it's a different it's a different way to write songs and I think it's great. Yeah, go ahead. I think so because like also when it comes to when you have a song already created and you come to the doll, then you kind of already know what you kind of want it to sound like. Yeah. yeah. But when you're like writing it along, you're like, okay, <laughs> like let me figure out, you know, go through these, you know, 800 sounds and try to figure out like which D <laughs> or wah, yeah. like which one, which one do you want to go for? Um, and I think it's a double-sided coin or a double-sided sword yeah. because you can definitely kind of be uh, distracted by how it sounds and then you completely miss that creative moment mm-hmm. because you're trying to find the right sound. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. For me, it makes me more creative because I'm like, oh, this sound sounds awesome. I wonder how I can like incorporate this. And then yeah. I'm like, well, I wonder like what other sounds I can put in and like it – I don't know. It's like a whole other world for me, but maybe because it's still new. Almost definitely. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think it ever like really ends, I guess. Like that wonder of like, wow, I could really like do something here. Like I could really like, there's so many options. I could change the meter here. I could transpose. I can, you know, I could, you know, do things with the pitch, like pitch shift my voice up and down (laughs) and stuff like that. So it's so many things that you can do. And, it's just, it's great. It's a toolbox. It is. It's definitely a toolbox. A completely new toolbox. Yep. I yep. love how you worded that. It is a toolbox for sure. <laughs> um, so walk me through how you produce. Like, do you start with the percussion first or the melody line or how do you do it? I usually start with a chord progression of some okay. sorts. Um, that kind of like, I I guess my creative process before coming to um the daw is like you know having some sort of melody mm-hmm. and then thinking okay here are the chord here's the chord progression um and then laying that down on piano or you know i usually do piano and then i fix it later and it, you know it's <laughs> it's like electric piano or something like that some variant yeah yeah but i start with that and then i usually uh add like I guess pads and synths under that mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever I'm trying to go for. Uh, and I love uh, mixing like beats with like live drums or like live drums. And <laughs> uh, 
it gives me that like really live feel like when you go to a concert mm-hmm. and it's like these the marriage of those two things makes me so happy <laughs> of like you know the live and the like studio version kind of merging mm-hmm. together so i i do use that a lot uh when it comes to producing too so like yeah i'll usually start with like a chord progression okay. and then uh maybe like a simple beat okay. uh to really get me into that mood of like this is the song mm-hmm. and then from there uh i will probably like uh go down and like do whatever instruments i want to have for that or like whatever extra stuff so if i want strings or if i want you know a bass guitar or mm-hmm. stuff like that and then i usually will lay down a vocal after all of that <laughs> yeah uh, so it's a whole like it takes so long but it's so oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. one thing i'm not good at is like drums and percussion i'm not good at like keeping the rhythm or i it's just (laughs) so a lot of times my songs if i do produce them they don't have any drums because i'm just not about that yet (laughs) yeah well (laughs) thank god for the quantize i haven't learned how to really get good with the quantize and all that stuff i just yeah yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah there I, I don't know it's like i understand i completely understand for me because i'm a piano player it's like sometimes i need to learn that less is more yeah because like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i just like play the drums and the toms are just going know, crazy yeah. like just really going at it and i'm like well this is not how someone would actually play the song okay so i guess that also uh helps too uh like when it comes to something that I would do, whether it be, you know, percussion or drums Mm -hmm. or beats or whatever. It's like, this is not how someone would actually play. Like, this doesn't sound human. (laughs) Like, does this person have eight arms and is just, like, playing every drum possible? (laughs) So, like, that helps me a lot. So keeping in mind, like, how someone would actually play the song if it were live. Absolutely. And I think that also that kind of helps when it comes to producing as well, because it's like, if this was played in a live setting, how would you want this to feel? Okay. Or how would you want this to be perceived as well? So I think that like that also helps me a lot because I'm like, ooh, like if this <laughs> drop, people would go nuts. <laughs> like I'm like, so stuff like that. I think that helps me a lot. That's good. That's a good tip. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, do you feel like I know that more and more songwriters are learning how to produce their own songs? Um, do you feel like that's important? Do you think every songwriter should learn how to produce, even if it's just a little bit? I think so, because like I feel like a lot of songwriters, um, it kind of gives the songwriter a whole lot of more power than they usually would have yeah. if they like went to someone to cut a demo or something like that. You're like, I already have my demo. I know what it sounds right. like, and I know what I want it to sound yeah. like. So like, it helps you really keep the integrity of the song and really, like, I guess really create what you want and then after you create what you want you can trust that uh to give that to other people Mm -hmm. uh like i would say like you wouldn't want to trust your you know your newborn baby with like everybody true so like really sitting with your sitting with your song and really like forming it and developing Mm -hmm. it and then being like okay now you can go out into the world now you can like now you can like go over to uncle (laughs) uncle jimmy's house or like aunt lynn's house to like do whatever. So like, uh, so yeah, I think that is, I think it is important for uh, mm-hmm. 
every songwriter just to have like even if it's not like you're not great at virtual instruments or whatever like mm-hmm. maybe just recording yourself in uh guitar vocal or piano vocal and you can really preserve the integrity of your song mm, yeah uh, and not have it be changed into like something that you didn't want it to be changed into yeah so no that's happened to me before there was a time where i had one of my songs uh produced by someone else mm-hmm. and he totally changed the vibe of the song yeah and i was pissed i was like that's not how i wanted it to sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it i think there's uh there's definitely a difference in between like you know when you have your own song like already like i don't want to say released but when you have it, like in a yeah. demo it kind of makes it final and then it's like okay well if you deviate <laughs> from the demo that's your own interpretation of the demo, but I don't want, you know, your own interpretation as my only demo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, when we did the, uh, we had a song challenge in songwriting class where we, like, kind of did other people's songs. Yep. And we all changed the vibe of it. And <laughs> I really loved doing that because it's like, you know, I love and I respect uh, the, you know, the source material mm-hmm. of having the original recording. And I implement that within my own you know, take of it. But like, it's very exciting also to see other people take what you have already established and like build on it or riff on riff on it or whatever. So yeah, it's no, it's great to see for sure. But yeah, but I do think it's, uh, what's the word? Very important to make sure it's established. Yes, first exactly. Make sure it's established, make sure it's the way you want it to sound first. And then people can do their mm-hmm. own interpretations after that. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, also, I feel like for me, I guess I'm still learning, but like I tend to like overproduce it before I lay the vocal. And then once I lay the vocal, it's like distracting. Like, so I need to learn to <laughs> yeah. either lay the vocal first or like have the piano and like have a very raw version, then lay the vocal and then add on after that. Cause mm-hmm. then you kind of have the bare bones of it first. I don't know. Do you find that? Yeah, I definitely understand that because like, there's definitely been times where I've been like, wow, there's like a thousand things going on. And like, yeah, there's an orchestra with 18 <laughs> different motifs playing at the same time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, I lost it. Uh, but I really think that um, I guess it's really cool to like allow yourself to go to that place of like, oh, the, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Yeah. But then when you, um, when you go back and you start to edit and you start to take things out or whatever, I think that mm-hmm. is the way to do it. Um, I forgot who said it, and I was in somebody's like songwriting class or lecture, but they said, you know, create without fear and then edit without mercy. Mm-hmm. And I think that like being able to create and yeah, you know, like oh, this, you know, eighteen thousand ideas I have, put them all in there. You know, hmm. see how them all, see how they all sound. Okay. But then when you go back and you edit, um, be like, okay, well, you know, this one doesn't really work right here, or maybe we can, you know, pocket this for an, another song, because that's definitely that's definitely happened to me as well when I'm producing one song. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's there's a whole other song that's in this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I also went to a songwriting thing. Uh, I think it was like a songwriting function where where people were just sharing the songs and it was like around, and they were like, oh. Uh, one of the feedback they have for one of the guys is like, you have 25 songs in this one song. You have a whole album. And it's <laughs> one, one song. song. So like, yeah. So it's just like, there's a lot of ideas that you can like, yeah, you produce it and you put it out there, but then you can just pocket it for later. And then so you then, have like a whole nother vibe. Yeah. 
How do you realize though that you have like three songs in one song? Uh, I guess when you really take your microscope off microscope, not microscope. That's like a weird <laughs> word in between, like Microsoft and microscope. Okay. But when you take your uh, microscope off and you really look at the song in its entirety, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> if I'm going to like three different places. Okay. And by the end of the song, you don't really know what you're talking about or what okay. what happened. Yeah. Then I think that you can start pairing things down and be like, okay, well, this is its own other concept. I think having that unity of a concept throughout the entire song, whether it be, you know, like it changes melodically or mm-hmm. changes with meters or plays with meters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, looking for that unity of a concept it's really going to help people like pair mm-hmm. off like, okay, well, if I'm talking about, you know, having a summer fling, then I don't really need to be talking about going to the grocery store. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying having like one set concept in your head and like making sure everything Absolutely. lines up with the concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what tips do you have for songwriters who are really trying to get into producing? I would, I will say you never will until you do. Okay. Uh, like just go in there and yeah, make mistakes. Yeah. Break, the, <laughs> uh, break things and like, well, don't break your computer. <laughs> no. but, you know, experiment yeah. and do things uh, because you'll never get good at it until you just do it until you just jump in and try it. Very true. Um, the and I feel like this is the other thing too. I feel like a lot of musicians like they say, "Oh, you know, my stuff is trash uh, because I don't have the right gear, or I don't have the mm-hmm. right, you know, DAW or or instruments." Mm-hmm. But like, get good mm-hmm. at you know some rinky dink software, um, mm. and then like learn that software or whatever. You don't have to go to Ableton like right off the bat. Right. Yeah. People rarely do. <laughs> like, start with GarageBand, and yeah. then maybe like graduate to Logic, or mm-hmm. you know, even do like you know some bootleg. I started on a bootleg software that <laughs> I can't even like remember. I think it was called Magics or something like that. Like okay. Magics Music Maker. Okay. But like, I started on that, and I started working on quality, uh, even when I didn't have the like, I guess quality gear or quality like resources. Mm-hmm. Like, really just starting wherever you are, whether that be, like, a voice recording and just layering yourself on a voice recording. Just start somewhere. Okay. That's That would be my advice. Okay. So just start. Just jump right in. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Not not branded by Nike, but just, yeah, just do it. Nice. I love it. So how long have you been producing? I feel like um, I started... I started uh, songwriting and then like maybe five years down the lane, I started producing. Okay. Yeah. And I started producing <laughs> through Magic's uh, Music Maker mm-hmm. and uh, it was just playing with loops at that point. It okay. was just like, yeah. these loops and it's like, this loop sounds good with this loop. And I made the song through, you know, these loops and I started by making beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, cause you know, I had the full concept of the song in my head. I'm like, okay, well, let me like try to communicate that through these loops. Uh, and then as I grew with uh, my musical ability and like being able to really communicate mm-hmm. um, what's on my mind with my instrument or whatever, um, 
that's when I was able to break out of that yeah. like dependence on beats or dependence on loops. And I think that's also uh, something that's very interesting too. And mm-hmm. that's why you should also jump in because like a lot of people were like, well, what I think in my head <laughs> does not translate <laughs> to uh, what, what ends up happening or what the end product is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would just say like, just continue to do it and yeah, be frustrated. Um, yeah, like I wrote a whole song about not being able to write what I thought. Um, and it was, it's frustrating, but as you continue to do it, you begin to get more proficient in it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you start to be able to really flesh out a concept that you have in your head. So, okay. uh, yeah, but going back to the question, sorry, lecturing, to going <laughs> off of all the rabbit holes. But like, I think I started around 2012-ish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like this is a career path for you or where do you want to go with it? Um, honestly, I think that it is a part of my career. Okay. Um, it will assist me and in things. I don't really know how my entire, like, you know, music or business music mind, like yeah. really is going to really, uh, work out in the, I guess the quote unquote real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I would love it to be my job to really like be able to produce and really make people's like songs and dreams like come true through my talent. But, mm-hmm. um, I think it will, I don't know. I think it will be, I don't think it will be my sole career, okay. but I definitely think it will be a part of it. Okay. I hope so. Cause like you're, you're a good producer. I've heard some of your stuff and like. It's it's great. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love uh, really creating moments Mm -hmm. and really creating like, um, really transporting you to that place of, um, whatever song is trying to create. Like really putting you in that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think that's what art does. Like really helps you escape reality and really go and dive into something. That's why people read books. Yeah, that's why people watch movies and go to plays. Like they want to be immersed into something. So I think we should do that with our songwriting and producing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Howard. Do you have any last thoughts? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Just get into it. Yeah. You'll never, you'll never, uh, it'll never happen until you just jump in and do it. So start somewhere. That's very true. Just do it. Nike. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find your music uh there's a lot of things in the works right now but uh if you follow me on social media my username is i walk with god let me find the like underscores yeah, and stuff like there's that like underscores and stuff. there's underscores because i couldn't do spaces <laughs> but it's i walk one word underscore mm-hmm. with underscore god okay uh and i'll post music there and you know we'll get things out on spotify and stuff like that uh in the near future but uh for just now i think that if you follow me on there you'll probably find something going on yeah so yeah there we go <laughs> well thanks again for coming <laughs> on it was so great having you thank you it was my pleasure yeah well i'll talk to you later then Alrighty. All right, bye. Bye bye.